This is episode 60 of Extraordinary Women Radio. Welcome to Extraordinary Women Radio. I am your host, Cami Gilmer. Women are being called to lead with voice, vitality, and vigor. Each week, join me for wisdom-filled interviews with extraordinary women living out loud and making a difference in our world. Their stories will uplift, inspire, and spark your own purpose-driven journey. Hello, my extraordinary women friends. Today, I'm wrapping up the workbooks and doing some final prep for my newest workshop that I'm hosting tomorrow. It's called Emerging Expert Academy, Your Next Bold Move to Boost Your Voice in the World. And I love teaching this work. It's work that I get to integrate things that I did back in my VP of marketing days and all of the things that I've done over the last decade as an entrepreneur and building my business and building my brand. And so it's really fun work to pull all of this together. But I'm particularly excited about tomorrow because it's such a powerful group of women coming together to find clarity and to give voice to the important messages that they're wanting to share with the world. From an aerospace engineer in the midst of starting a new company to two different leading global tech advisors, an author who has written more than 10 books this past year, and to a woman who has just launched some important work on funding women-owned businesses. And this is just naming a few of the women in the room. I'm so honored to get to work with women change makers like these. And today's Extraordinary Women Radio interview with LinkedIn expert Vivica Von Rosen will be an episode that I'll be asking these women to be sure to listen to after the workshop because Vivica is a social influencer who knows the ropes to building your brand online. I featured Vivica last month as one of our Circle of Inspiration facilitators and panelists at the Extraordinary Women Connect event. She is so full of wisdom and she's certainly a leader in being seen and being heard. Vivica is a Forbes Top 50 social media influencer and a Forbes Top 10 women in social media for four years. She is one of LinkedIn's top 25 social media experts. Wow, what a, what a list, right? And she founded one of the first LinkedIn training companies, LinkedIn to Business, in 2006. And then in 2017, she co-founded Vingresso at Full Spectrum Digital Sales Transformation Solution. We'll get into Vivica's story on what prompted this transformation and lots of her wisdom that she can share with us in this interview. Known internationally as the LinkedIn expert, she is an author of the best-selling LinkedIn Marketing, An Hour a Day, and LinkedIn 101 Ways to Rock Your Personal Brand. As a contributing expert to LinkedIn's official sales and marketing blogs and their sophisticated marketer's guide, she often is called upon to contribute to publications like BuzzFeed, Fast Company, Forbes, Money, Entrepreneur, The Social Media Examiner, and many others. I am thrilled to bring you this level of expertise today. Let's meet Vivica Von Rosen. Well, welcome to Extraordinary Women Radio, Vivica. Thank you so much. It's my pleasure to be here. Yeah, it was so great to meet you last month at the Extraordinary Women Connect event. Oh my gosh. I loved that event and I loved the women I met and I absolutely love your community. So yeah, this is, this is cool to be able to speak with some of them again. Yeah. I know they're going to be excited to go back and hear this after they got to meet you last month. Oh, thanks. Yeah. So you (laughs) founded one of the very first LinkedIn training companies, LinkedIn to Business in 2006. And that fact 
really struck me because <laughs> when I was thinking back to 2006, first of all, I was not on LinkedIn in 2006 yet. And when I left my corporate job in 2008, I had a total of six connections on LinkedIn. <laughs> That's awesome. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I had a pretty big wave of learning before me. How did you ever find your way to LinkedIn as not only an early adopter, but as an expert in the field? Well, I mean, obviously, in 2006, I wasn't. Um, I just happened to get the, you know, the Twitter handle, I think, in 2007. So thank you, Twitter. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, it was a little bit of, it was, it, was, it was luck. It was opportunity, timing, community, um, you know, a lot of the things that, that, that move us forward in our, in our jobs. But I, you know, I was running a business center, a, a co-share space at the time, um, mm-hmm. Loved working with the entrepreneurs there and loved the marketing aspects of it and loved the networking aspects of it. And I hosted weekly networking events. Um, not a huge fan of the whole managing people part of it and mm-hmm. not very good at that part of it, by the way. Um, know your strengths, right? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I brought in someone to talk about Web 2.0, which just shows you how long ago it was right. that it was kind of a thing that Google was interactive um, So at the very end of her presentation, she mentioned this thing called LinkedIn. And I just thought to myself, wow, we've got this virtual aspect to our business. And, you know, I've been able to double the business in a year doing face-to-face networking. What, you know, there's, there's, it was either, I think it was 6 million people when I joined or 7 million people when I joined LinkedIn. And then maybe at that point there was 12 million people on LinkedIn. But that to me was a big number because this is before Facebook's 500 or or 2 billion people. You know, this is before all the big social media numbers. And the only other thing out there really at that time was MySpace. Right. So (laughs) it was very much the kid's space, right? Right. It It wasn't a professional space. Exactly. So this was new and this was really exciting. And so I just learned what I could about it. Um, She and I uh, hosted a a local event and there was a a relative amount of interest in it. And um, one of the associations that my co-share space was a, a member of, um, heard that I was doing it. And they said, Hey, do you want to come, you know, speak at our annual conference, which happened to be at the Waldorf Astoria in New York city. Oh, so nice. First, I know my first big speaking gig was like to a room full of million and billionaires. <laughs> ballroom. Wow. <laughs> I don't think I've ever actually achieved that net, that net worth in a room since then. Um, but yeah, so that was that was kind of like, okay, here you are. Now you're now you're a speaker on LinkedIn. And thankfully, um very sh- I I joined a mastermind group actually because my I I really wanted to get out of uh managing a co-share space and into speaking and training on LinkedIn and social media at the time mm-hmm. full time. Um and so that mastermind group made a huge difference in giving me the support I needed, helping me to believe in myself, giving... Isn't that great? I mean, right? I that was certainly my, yes. my catalyst that took me was when I, I had that as well. So I totally get that. Yeah. It's, I think it's so important, that community that we build. Ironically, you know, that's, a, that's one of the powerful aspects of social media is the community that you can build no matter what platform you're on. Um, right. Yeah. And so within about a year, by 2007, I was uh, teaching and training and speaking on LinkedIn. And then I started um, teaching and training on other social media. And then they started changing way, way, way too much. And then I I backed off and just decided to focus on LinkedIn, wrote the book, um, you know, 
did a bunch of other stuff and here I am. Yeah. And I ever want to go back to that, that day of stepping onto the Waldorf stage. Yeah. So what was that like? I mean, so this is your first time you've spoken and you're there in New York City. Yeah. And a big, big room. I mean, what yeah. was going through big, your mind? What was going through your body at that point? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, just a ton of excitement, a ton of, um, you know, pinch me. I can't believe this is real type feeling. I love, like, I've, I've literally been clamoring after the microphone and the stage since I was seven. <laughs> so I have no problem. I've never, I've, I've never been afraid of the stage. Um, right. And so that part wasn't as scary so much as putting myself in front of all of these very, very successful business people and, and having to convince myself that, you know what, they don't know, no one in this room knows more about social, you might not know much about social media and LinkedIn, but nobody in this room knows any more than you do right? or, or right. nearly as much as you do. So you are the expert in this very brand new kind of uh, kind of um, industry in in the co-share space industry, which was also a relatively new industry in and of itself. So, you know, I just going, just believing in myself that right. that you know, just owning owning your expertise, owning your. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, it's, and, and, and to own that expertise. And this is so fun that we're having this conversation because tomorrow's my workshop is, is all about owning your expertise. So it's, you know, it's how you can embody that, how you can, yeah. it, how do you step into it? Yeah. It can be yeah. So powerful, right? Yeah. That's, you know, it's really interesting because, and I'm now I'm trying to figure out my timelines. I think it was around the same time that and I, I it's funny because I hadn't even thought about this in years and years. Um, but I, I was actually working with a woman who did um equine therapy here in, in Loveland. Oh and I know and what was her name? Yeah, I knew you were gonna ask me that. The horse's <laughs> name was Max. Um, <laughs> I remember the horse's name. Oh, that's awesome. I, I, of course yeah, you did because I, the horses are awesome in that way. I know the horses are the ones that yeah, no, I, I'm so bum- I, I I can't believe I can't remember her name. That's awful. But um but one of the things that she did was was exercises that really helped you to release those feelings of doubt and insecurity and mm-hmm. and move into that space of of expertise and and brilliance and um I remember she said, "You know you need to own that stage like you're super viv and i mm-hmm. so so it's almost a persona that I put on now when i when I get on stage is this super viv that's awesome uh, and it's Right. It's not that it's not me. It is absolutely me, but it's an aspect of me that's a little bit more over the top, a little louder, a little bit more expressive than the Vivica that's hanging out with her friends on a Saturday right. night. And not right? dimming your light at all, right? It's really that, it's, it's just yeah. that, that degree brighter. Exactly. Exactly so. Yep, yeah. Exactly so. Nice, nice, nice. And so anyway, you got the Twitter handle. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's that that was a, a good thing for you that was an excellent thing i hit the twitter handle then the linkedin handle and the linkedin handle is probably um when they came out with those customized urls that probably was a huge game changer for me because even to this day if you google linkedin expert my linkedin profile under the paid ads is the first thing that shows up so 
And I've gotten many, many a, a, a job from people going, you know, when you ask, how'd you find me? Well, I Googled LinkedIn expert and you were the first person who showed up. Cool. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Can't pay that's for that kind of. Awesome. So that's, that's a great <laughs> thought for people to be thinking about mm. is if you're going to brand yourself as an expert in something, go see if it's available. Yeah. Yeah. See yeah. if you can get the website, see if you can get the Twitter handle, the LinkedIn handle, the <laughs> Facebook handle. I mean, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So you saw this huge shifting potential in the social field going on before you. I mean, it, yeah. there was something happening there and you said, this is really interesting. This is intriguing what's happening. How do you see or project market potential in the future? What Are there some tips that you can share for our listeners on watching for how mar- market shifts are happening and to kind of see ahead of that? Yeah, you know, well, first of all, we can't really differentiate in the in the in the marketing space, you know, between social and non-social because it's it's so intertwined now. You know, it's mm-hmm. all digital. It's mm-hmm. it's all digital. So we have to if we have not yet and there are still companies that have not yet um, fully embraced digital. Like you're, you're going to die if you don't, right. your, your company's going to die if you don't fully embrace digital in some way, shape or form, whatever that looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, so along the lines of digital, you know, obviously AI is a hot topic, right? right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think AI is going to have a massive impact and we just have to, educate ourselves. And the thing is, you don't want to go chasing down every rabbit hole. Um, let other people do that. But what, But when things in a particular area start to solidify, you really do have to do your homework and do your reading about that. You know, because we were talking about AR and AI at about the same time. Well, mm-hmm. you know, uh, AR is kind of like, eh, whatevs, but AI is, is most definitely a, a a focus. And I think it's a legit focus um, for the future of business. <laughs> and then the augmented reality AR. Um, and then the, uh, the other thing, you know, and I don't know how this plays in at all, but obviously um, cyber currency, Bitcoin, blockchain, that, that's all really a big deal right now. And I don't know how that plays in, but what I would say as far as the future it's changing faster than we can keep up. I think right. that's fair to say, right? right? Mm-hmm. But as far as digital, just let other people let other deep people do the exploration. Unless, unless you absolutely see, uh, well, first of all, be excited about it. So, if there is a, a direction that uh, our world, our business worlds, our world world is taking that you're fascinated and enthralled with, jump in. Claim your expertise. Go for it. Yeah. Go for it. But you don't have to chase every rabbit hole because yeah. then you begin to look a little bit flaky. But m- most definitely, like I've got friends who they were, they're all like blockchain, blockchain, blockchain. And I'm like, what? And turns out blockchain's a thing, you know? And, and even though it was a complete shift from where they were before, they were, they're passionate about it. Um, and so cool. Good for you. The other thing though, that I don't see changing, or at least I sure hope it doesn't change. In fact, I think it's even more important that we keep our humanity about us. So as things right? Become more and more digital and, mm-hmm. and augmented reality and artificial intelligence and, and all of the 
digital aspects. I mean, we need to become even more human. We need to be more empathetic with each other. We need to raise our, our, our EQ, our emotional quotient. You know, we need to, we need to make sure that human side, that empathetic side of our lives and our businesses is stronger than ever because there's a lot of, there's a lot of times when those two worlds can combine and become super powerful. And there's a lot of times when those two worlds are antithetical to each other. Right. Can it make a complete fail in that, that make connection? A fail. Exactly. Right. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been interesting because I totally agree on the, that component of, you know, choose the things that, that really intrigue you because there is so much you can look at it and be a little bit overwhelmed with all the different things that are out there to learn. Yeah. And, um, but when when the technology can come in and simplify processes for you, yeah, it and it enables you to have stronger human to human relationships because you're you're able to turn your focus there, yeah, to the to that relationship and not have to worry so much about the technology aspects of it. Um, it can be really fascinating. Yeah, yeah. I just it's there. I mean, it's it's exciting times and it's scary times. I was speaking at a an event in um, New Zealand and it was like the the technology and this is 2014 um, and the AI technology that they were introducing at that conference was like mind blowing. Um, and it was all very, and, 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 you know, things like beacon technology and it was all very hashtag creepy cool, right? It was, it was like such cool stuff, but if it got into the wrong hands. Exactly. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. So you made a big leap though. And, and, um, in, in 2017 and you co-founded Vangresso, yeah. which is a, a digital sales transformation solution provider. Yeah. So tell us more about what, what prompted the change in, from your LinkedIn to business focus into Vangresso and what was the story that, that behind that? Yeah. So, and you know, one of the things I've always said about uh, the, 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 the social, um, the, the world of social media or the social media industry is that it's like some of the coolest people I've ever met. And, you know, in no other industry do I see direct competitors like helping each other out as much as, as I, as I have in, 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 in the social industry. Um, there's just great mentorship, et cetera, going mm, on. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I just, I, I really love our industry. So to answer your question, um, the, the short answer is a bunch of competitors and I got together and uh, a couple years ago and we're thinking about creating like a membership site and that, you know, we, there, there were a lot of cats to herd and no one who wanted to do the herding. So that, that kind of fell apart. But um, Mario Martinez was part of that, was part of that crew. And, you know, after, after a couple of months, he said, you know, um, he reached out to a bunch of us. I think there's some legs here, but I think instead of just doing a membership site where, you know, no one has any real leadership and we're all just kind of in or out and there's no stake in the game, why don't we create a company together? And so, um, so we did, <laughs> there was, uh, um, six of us that started and, you know, as, as things shake out a couple, a couple folks left, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So the, the four remaining founders, um, it's, it's a good, you know, it's, it's a really good team. And so why did I do it? Um, one reason was I was tired of working alone and 
ironically, right? Because we live in social, in right. the social industry, but um, I'm an entrepreneur, or I was an entrepreneur, solopreneur, only child, <laughs> you know, no kids at the house, a dog right. and a fiance <laughs> um, working in my basement. And like, and I went out and spoke a lot. You know, I do a lot of public speaking um, and, and conferences and, and association meetings and stuff like that. But, but still, it's not like you're, it's not like you're collaborating, um, with people all the time. Cause it's still your stuff. And, and, and that can be very, that can begin to narrow your focus a little bit too much. So the idea of being able to collaborate with, with others to, you know, to, to create new products and services, um, was very exciting to me. Um, I, you know, I have, I have deep, deep, deep respect for my, for my new colleagues. Well, new, I guess we've been at it a little over here now. Um, I'm, I'm in awe of some of their skill sets. Um, I feel like I bring skill sets to the table. And while we're all very much in the social selling arena and social selling space, you know, we all have different strengths that sure. we bring to the table. Mm-hmm. And then quite honestly, I was tired of doing everything by myself. Right. It's a, it's a lot of work. <laughs> it is a lot of work. So now Bernie heads up our marketing department and I don't have, I, except for writing a blog or, and doing a couple videos a month, I don't have to worry about my marketing funnel and my email funnel and all of that stuff. You know, and mm-hmm. we've got mm-hmm. not only Bernie, but a whole team of people that, that he manages that help us with that. I don't have to be the CEO anymore. Thank goodness everyone asked me like, how can you give up being the head of the company? I'm like, oh my God, I don't want to be. You all brought your, your best skill sets to the table Yeah, and you put them together and it's stronger. It's, it is, it's just stronger. I'm, you know, I, I, we were looking at, 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 you know, titles for everybody and, um, you know, CEO was easy. That was, that was Mario. Cause he's the youngest and has the most energy and, and wanted <laughs> it was his idea. He actually wanted to put in 80 hours a week. So go for it, dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, Bernie had had his own marketing company. So it made sense that he was CMO. Um, Kurt Shaver's like one of the best sales professionals in the world. And so, yeah, duh, he's going to be our CSO. Um, but for me, it was, you know, like, well, what are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> and so what did you say? Of, what did you decide? Well, we were looking at a bunch of different titles for me. You know, there was chief learning officer. There was chief. There was a bunch of different kind of chiefs officers. But my my role, which I love at the company, is um, is really to build its visibility, to go mm-hmm. out and and speak and be interviewed like we are right now. Yeah. Uh, you know, to to head up our 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 learning program and 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 to head up our personal branding, which is all about visibility. And so we're like, well. How about chief visibility officer? Oh, that's awesome. So yeah, so that's, that's what I am. Oh totally yeah, awesome. I love that, and that's why I was going to have all of my um, my people in my workshop tomorrow come listen to this because of that expertise of yours. So oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. So you recently picked up skydiving, and I saw all these wonderful pictures. And you know, after a thirty year break from skydiving, you said, "What prompted you to go back?" Yeah, well, apparently, I I, I don't know math because um, <laughs> my, my fiance is like, um, 
it's 21 years. So, okay, it was 21 <laughs> years. It's uh, hang gliding, not skydiving. There's, of course... Oh, that's right. It is hang, hang gliding. No, no, it's fine. Yes. <laughs> that's a little dig at skydivers, mm-hmm. um, which is just jumping out of a plane. Hang gliding is much, much more difficult. Uh, but no, yeah, what prompted it actually... Um, so my dad is the oldest living hang glider pilot. Um, he's actually in the Guinness Book of World Records. And when he turned 90, so he says, this is two years since then, when he turned 90, um, my fiance and I uh, went down and my mom went down to, um, to watch him fly. And wow, that when he was he thought, 90. He's 90. Yep. And we're like, well, if he's going to fly and he solos, like he's, he's, he doesn't do tandem. Like he, he, he flies, he, he flies the hang glider by himself wow. um, and has for the past 50 years. And mm-hmm. so it's pretty cool. Um, and so Alan and I were like, well, we should also be flying. So we did tandems and the kid that I went, kid, he was probably 28. The, the, the young man that I um, flew with, he let me, he let me take the glider and I was hooked again. I was just like completely hooked again. Um, and so, you know, we've been trying to get back and, and, and clear so that we could both get certified again. And so finally in this last trip, we were able to do so, but, um, Mm. it was just a passion. It was a huge passion I had when I was younger. It, It really feels just like when you're dreaming that you're flying, um, it feels exactly the same way. And it's, it's so great because, you can only think it's like with scuba dive. I'm a little bit of a, an adventure, um, in case you hadn't noticed, but like with scuba diving, it's, um, it's, it's very much about being in the moment, which as you well know, it's hard sometimes to be in the moment when there is so much activity Mm. everywhere all the time. Because you've got to be totally present to what's going on and paying attention and or you die, you know. Exactly. So (laughs) that's a good reason to leave all the moms behind, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. So what's it teach you about business? What does what does hang gliding teach you about business? Yeah, well, um, obviously look for the right opportunities. So, you know, there are times when you might really want to move forward with a deal or with a client, um, but the wind's blowing on your back and it's just going to force you to the ground and on your knees and to hurt a lot. So uh, make sure that you... that way. Mm -hmm. I think we've all had the occasional client that we've gone or partner or potential partner that you've gone, yeah, this seems like a really good idea. And then you do the gut check and the gut check's like, no, run away. And you do it anyway. Yes. I can take, go right back to one very specific instance where I was considering doing that. It was like, and it was exactly that. It was everything in your body says, don't do it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so, yeah, if everything in your body says don't do it, then don't do don't it. Do it. Um, right. Wait right. for the right conditions. And so that's that's definitely one lesson. Um, focus. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's you need to to really focus on your path. Um, don't get distracted because if you get distracted, you're going to fly in a direction you don't want to fly in and you're going to move your business (laughs) (laughs) right into that tree. You're going to move that bit of your business right into that tree. Um, So that's another thing. And, and that it's really, business is a combination of, of gut and, and learning or, and intelligence. Cause like all day long, I can, I can, look at, at, at 
navigational charts and technically teach myself or read about how to fly, but until I actually feel that hang glider <laughs> lifting itself and then me off of the ground, I, I don't know what it is to fly. But similarly, I don't want to fly into a thunderstorm um, or fly into a tree because I don't have the, the book learning. The technical skills. The technical skills. And right. so it is, it's, it's like business, you know, being successful is a combination of book learning as well as, as experience, uh, experiential learning. And then it, it is so much about the community. Um, I'm watching these, 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 like I said, kids, I'm watching these young, oh my God, this just, this, <laughs> this, this one got me, but I'm watching these, these young men and women and they're who I was 21 years ago. Right. And I'm going, oh my gosh, what a fantastic community that was. And I'm so glad I had that experience. Like my mom wasn't because I, 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 I skipped school for a couple of years. Um, but, <laughs> but I'm also glad I did that because it, it turns out you can't. Right. It's, really there's no looking back and, and being having regrets. Yeah. 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 Saying, what did I learn off of this? I got all these new experiences. Experiences. Right. And then this one young man, I mean, and I mean... <laughs> I just, I don't think of myself as being as old as I am. And so there's (laughs) one young man who is probably, like I said, 27, 28. And in my head and in my body, I'm like 10 years older than he is. Right. Right. I I totally get that. Right. Not, not twice his age, Mm -hmm. just like 10 Mm -hmm. years older than he is. So we're chatting and he's like, well, when did you fly here? And I'm like, you know, like late nineties. Um, he's like, oh, did you know Billy Vaughn? And I'm like, oh my God. I had a mad crush on Billy Vaughn, by the way. I'm like, oh my God, yeah, oh my God, yes, of course. How do you know him? He's my dad. Oh my gosh, that's (laughs) funny. (laughs) So yeah, that hurt. Uh, But so funny. But it is that community that you need in business, Mm -hmm. as I was mentioning earlier, like Mm -hmm. with the mastermind, if you find those like-minded people, who have the experience. And that that's, honestly, that's the only reason I am where I am today is because when I first started out, people like Mari Smith and Bob Berg and Joel Calm, like, helped me. They, right. they for, for nothing, like, they didn't charge me to be in their special group. Like, they just said, here's a hand. If you're willing to take it, I'll help you up. Nice. And so, again, why I love our community so much. And so that's where having that, having that community is so key. Mm, That's awesome. Those are all really good lessons from, that you've learned from the hang gliding that you can put right back into the business side of things. And I particularly like the one of, you know, really being in that, you know, that, that experiential way of being, and then also the the tactical. So it's, you know, being into that intuitive side and the, the, the knowing how to do it, the book side of it as well. I think that's really powerful. So I want to make sure that our listeners get some of your LinkedIn experts (laughs) today because it's so good. And so many of our listeners and and my clients are stepping into really sharing their voice. Why is LinkedIn a good platform for this? Yeah, you know, LinkedIn is is business focused. So where, don't get me wrong, you can do enormously successful business on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, obviously. Oh, yeah, Um, yeah. 
Right. But, but LinkedIn is business focused. So when you're on LinkedIn, you know, kind of why you're on LinkedIn. You're not on LinkedIn to like go on a date or, or share your cat pictures. You're not anyway, because you you, you shouldn't be. Um, so it's, it's already business focused. So yeah. you, you already know your audience to some extent. Of course, if you're in the B2B world, um, business to business world or government, must. right. Or nonprofit, it's a, yeah. it's a must for all of yeah. those. And I think it's a must for just about everyone. I, it's, yeah. Even business to consumer. Yeah. I really think so. Right? I because really think so. If we do B2C, we're still doing business with other businesses. We're still mm-hmm. looking for vendors and, and providers and, and things like that. So, and employees. Um, so I think it's, it's, it's key to anyone in business. It's a really powerful place to, to build your personal brand. Mm-hmm. Like I was not the LinkedIn expert when I got the Twitter and LinkedIn handle LinkedIn expert. Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. Um, you know, I have become certainly I've written a couple books and, you know, and I've been at it for longer than a lot of people and just LinkedIn, I mean. Um, so yeah, sure. I'm an expert now, but I wasn't back then. When you started, but you owned it, right? You, but you, I owned you, it. You I'm going to yeah. own this. Exactly. And, and that kind of goes back to what we were talking about before. You don't want to, you don't want to chase every rabbit down the hole, but if you see an industry, if you see a business, if you see, uh, you know, a, a, a direction that the world is taking and, and no one's an expert in it yet. Like, honestly, when I became the LinkedIn expert, probably the only other experts were like the people who founded it, Reed Hoffman, right. et cetera. Right. So, so if you do see a direction that you want to take and there is no proclaimed expertise in that area yet, absolutely claim it, but but have some stick to about it. Like, don't be that person who jumps shiny rabbit from one thing to another to another right then you lose a lot of your credibility but it is a good place for you to build um to to build that personal brand and to build credibility and you know it's it's a place where you can start by saying i'm the expert but then you can like i said build that credibility by having other people um say you're an expert, you right, know, or right. showcasing your expertise by sharing content that showcases your expertise. By, Is that how you become a, an influencer? Is yeah. Through those types of um, strategies? Yeah, yeah. So exactly. So yeah, to back up a little bit, and I get very passionate. So to back up a little bit, there's really three areas um, of LinkedIn. Well, there's a little bit more than that, but for our purposes, let's call it three areas of LinkedIn that you want to focus on when you are creating your, your brand. Um, the first is obviously your profile, mm-hmm. right? So you right. need to make sure that your profile looks good. Mm-hmm. If, if your profile looks awful, you could share some of the best content in the world. And then when people jump back to research you and look at you and your profile's like kind of ghosted, um, all of a sudden you're like, mm, yeah, no next. Right. So, right. You need to build that strong personal brand. And it's not that difficult. You can, you know, create a background image or a banner image. Heck. And if you're, if you're graphically impaired like I am, you can go to places like Fiverr or Canva and, and create a pretty decent background image that reflects the brand if you've got a website that reflects your website. And that just kind of pulls everything together and it, and it makes your profile stand out. And then you use 
a picture that's actually <laughs> reflects what you look like today, right? 15 years ago, because right. you want that disconnect. And then you have a professional headline, which is the section underneath your, um, your name that most people just have title at company, but this is almost your, it's your, it's your mini elevator speech, but it's where you first get to tell people you know, what you're about, you know, right? You surf, what you know, yeah. exactly. And then yeah. you expand upon that with your summary section where you've got 2000 characters. And if you have an about us page, start with that. But I would recommend eventually you really focus on your, what's unique about you, your USP, what's your unique selling proposition, what makes you different from everybody else. But more importantly, how can you help people with that unique skill set? Right, right. Right. It's all sense. about your audience. It's not even about you. It's about mm-hmm. your audience and how you can see why they want to reach out to you and why they want to reach and then make it easy for them to reach out to you by sharing your contact info. Right. 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 Um, add resources, media, videos, PowerPoints, images, PDFs, um, make your, make your, your profile a resource. Yes. Yes. So that's kind of step one. And then step two is, as we mentioned earlier, content, share mm-hmm. Relevant content. If you are not a content creator, then share other people's, as long as they're not your competition, maybe, but share other people's relevant content and become a good content curator. But I would argue that, like, you know, creating content is no longer having to write a book. Mm -hmm. Creating content is a good update, a good solid update, a great infographic. Or if you're comfortable, a, a strong native video on LinkedIn. And I'm a humongous fan of native video because I think there's no better way for you to showcase your expertise and get people to know who you are by uploading a video of you showcasing your expertise and telling right. people who you are. And right? it, does, does LinkedIn really um, like that, that video content and, like Facebook? Yes, does? it does. And, and more so than Facebook. Like mm-hmm. An average video that I do... Now, understand, I'm a LinkedIn expert on LinkedIn, teaching and training LinkedIn tips. So I'm probably going to get more views than, than an average individual use... Not, not that I'm not average, but than another individual using LinkedIn who's got a different area of expertise. But nonetheless, um, what I found over and over and over again is that native video, not sharing a link to a YouTube video, but actually uploading raw video into LinkedIn gets about 10 times the visibility as anything else. It's huge. huge. Yeah. So here's a question for you because I've, um, you know, for my podcast, right? I mean, it's, I've been kind of playing around with different ways to bring my podcast, the episodes onto LinkedIn. And when I, what I was originally doing was just creating them as a post and then having the link. And now I've been, recently I have been um, putting them in as an article. Mm-hmm. And and I've seen some people, and I have not been able to get mine to work in this sort of a way yet, where they actually have, they embed the audio through a link. And that's showing up as a playable player, right, on the on the article, which is awesome. Yeah. So, um, and, and, and yeah, so uh, I loved articles and I still use them. Um, they're LinkedIn's not promoting them quite as much as they used to. So because you are a content creator, still do it that way. Yeah. There's, um, I think with it, and I can't remember which podcast platform that LinkedIn likes that it actually pulls in that podcast. Um, so that it looks pretty too. Yeah. Yeah. 
but you can still, but, but here's what you can do, right? So you can still, um, you could either create a video around the podcast, right? right. So you could, you can have, when it has to be for native video, video, it has to be under 10 minutes. So you would like take little segments of this and maybe add some video wave, uh, wave.video is a great, um, free freemium tool that you can use to add pretty visuals to, a to a conversation or we, you know, we just turn our cameras on for a quick zoom and, and have a little mini conversation that you can upload and then link to the podcast after, um, or transcribe again, just a section of the podcast, your show notes even, right. Mm-hmm. And add those as an update LinkedIn loves its raw native content. So you add that as an update up to 1200 characters, not words. Okay. And then you add the link to the podcast in there at the bottom. Okay. And so that way LinkedIn is kind of promoting that post because it, you know, it, it likes beefy posts. It just, it, it, the algorithm likes those beefy posts. And then your, your podcast gets seen by a lot more people. And here's a little ninja trick. Speaking of, um, speaking of community, on LinkedIn, there's messaging, just like there is on Facebook. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, just like on Facebook, you can create these like little messaging groups where uh, you, you have just a, you know, a, a group of private people that you send messages to privately. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can do that on LinkedIn, but I call these things, um, I'm, I, we're, we're starting to call them engagement hubs. Okay. <laughs> so what we'll actually do is, um, with people's permission, don't just exactly and like you do on Facebook, that drives mm-hmm. me nuts. Oh, but if you've okay. got a mat, right. Ugh. If you've got a mastermind group, or if you've got a uh, group of individuals who you all know and know each other and know each other's content well, or you've got employees or you've got, um, you know, an association that you're a member of, go ahead and, and, and using the messaging tool on LinkedIn, create these little like content sharing hubs. And then share each other's stuff. Like, hey guys, I just awesome. released, right? I just released mm-hmm. a podcast. Would love for you guys to share it. Um, uh, you know, Barb Giamanko is. I, I'm. She does this great podcast for micro. Oh shoot, is it Microsoft or SAP? Now I can't remember. Um, but anyway, she does these great uh, these great podcasts, and and you know, she usually ends up interviewing the rest of us who are in the Women Sales Pros group, and so we just all promote each other's stuff, right? And. Because, you know, I can shout as loud as I want and only the people in my vicinity are going to hear me and plus they're going to get annoyed that I'm shouting so loud. Right. Once other people start sharing, it just, the, 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 the ripples go out so fast. I, um, I, I shared something an hour ago. Like I was actually showing people how to use native video and it's, it's already um, up past 700 views. Oh, that's and awesome. Yeah, the article I, I shared on Monday is up past 12,000. Okay. So, you know. Okay. Yeah. And, and that's through your hubs. Your, that's through my hubs. Business. That's not through me. That's through yeah. my hubs. Yeah. That's <laughs> also, I'm awesome. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, so it's, you've got the content, you've got your, your, your private profile. And then the third one, is that the groups? Is that... The oh, oh, yeah. Sorry, strategy. no, it's not groups. Groups suck. No, because um, <laughs> that's my my experience with groups is really yeah. it's like they've changed. I mean, it's like they're it's really hard to engage on a group anymore. It it is, and in fact, LinkedIn and that's literally what my latest video was about. Um, not not that groups suck, but LinkedIn just introduced this new thing called hashtag communities, which is 
pretty much exactly like Instagram hashtag communities where you search on a certain hashtag and you begin to engage each other around that hashtag or like a tweet chat, but not as instantaneous as a tweet chat would be. Okay. So leave it to LinkedIn to introduce us like 18 years after everybody else does. But nonetheless, (laughs) um, those little hashtag communities, and I'll send the link so we can pop that into the show notes for everybody too. I literally did a video on it. Um, These little hashtag communities, I think are probably going to replace groups um, because because it's it's raw native um, un like groups just got so manipulated mm-hmm. and so I you know I I don't think these little hashtag communities because they are created from LinkedIn and not from individuals I don't think they can be as manipulated okay so we'll see we'll see but I have a feeling like literally someone just asked do you think these are going to replace LinkedIn groups um so I think uh, these little hashtag communities might be the solution to groups but but part three is your network. Um, so it's, it's about having a a great brand. It's about sharing really, really good content. Um, and then it's about having these, this network and these communities, um, both through the hashtag communities, which are brand new through these messaging sharing hubs. And then also just making sure that you're using LinkedIn to find and, and proactively connect and engage with a, a community, whether it's a community of prospects, a community of influencers, a community of colleagues, uh, you know, but whatever that community looks like, um, actively building relationships with those individuals um, that you can help to promote and that, that can help to promote you. And Some is that hashtag communities uh, a tool to help do that? Or is, are you it doing can be. searching? I mean, that's what I've done in the past is do a, do a lot of searching. Searching, yeah, yeah. Right. Mostly it's using um, LinkedIn search. Mm-hmm. There's a really neat, uh, which most people don't realize, there's a really neat little function within um, the search. So when you click on search and then click on people, um, it gives you a basic search, which is locations, connections, and companies, current companies. But if you um, if you click on all filters, you'll see connections of is one of the filters. And so, and mm. actually, where are we? I can't remember if we're um, if yeah, we are connected. Okay, so I can go and see how many I can go and look at your connections if you've got that turned on mm-hmm. and then I can use additional filters so I can go okay so cool I want to see everyone who's connected to Cami, who's a first and second level connection who also lives um in in Denver Fort Collins you know locally in case I you know want to drive down and have coffee or whatever right um, who also has um you know, the word social or women or something like that in their profile. You can get really specific there. You can get really specific. I'm down to 198 people that I can ask you to introduce me to, or that um, I can reach out to and say, you know, we, we both have Cami in common, um, or I can, you know, their first level connections like, oh my God, I just didn't know if you Cami, you should totally listen to it. So, you know, that is really, really powerful way to use LinkedIn search. And most, it is free. It's part of the free offer. And okay. most people don't even realize it yeah. exists. I'll check that out. And, and then really I think cool. what, you know, an important part that you just mentioned there is that you actually reach out to somebody with, um, 
having really paid attention to who they are and, you know, why would they want to even connect with you? I mean, it, like, what's, yeah. the, what's the similarity between oh, the two of you? But exactly. There's nothing that drives me more crazy than, you know, oh. you, you know the, the spam that, that, that comes through on LinkedIn. Oh my gosh. Yes. And I mean, that is so key. And, and I get on mobile that LinkedIn kind of skips that process and you have to know how to customize those invitations, um, which is simply just to click on the three dots beside someone's picture and, and you can personalize the invitation then. But, mm-hmm. um, certainly when you're on your browser, if you have the option of personalizing invitation, like I'm definitely going to invite you to reach out and connect with me, but please, when you do just say you heard us on, uh, heard me, heard me on this podcast, right. because otherwise you're going to sit in my inbox for a while because my assistant, unless it's a customized invitation, my assistant manages it all and she may or may not accept you for me. Yeah. But if you yeah. customize, then I know who you are. Yeah. And um, I think the other so part so of that um, is, is when you're not turning around and spamming them right after that. I think that was oh. part of what has happened for me with some people recently. And I, and I just don't have any patience for it. I'm like, no. really, you just connected with me and now you're sending me something that I, you think I really want to join. And no, I don't want to join that. Or worse yet, they just put you on their mailing list without your permission. Oh yeah. I've heard that. Oh, hashtag right. Eve. Right. <laughs> totally. 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 <laughs> So those are some things not to do with LinkedIn. Yes, definitely. Yes. yes. Well, this is awesome. So where can people learn more about your work? Yeah. So um, the, the nice thing about LinkedIn is it, uh, it loves those, those customized URLs, as I mentioned. So if you Google LinkedIn expert, my LinkedIn profile is the first LinkedIn profile that shows up on Google, not on LinkedIn, ironically, but on Google. And so <laughs> by all means, click through and please feel free to invite me to connect. I'm just, if you can personalize the invitation, let me know that you heard me here. Um, then I will for sure accept the invitation. Uh, our website, vengresso.com um, has not only my uh, teaching and training around LinkedIn, but, but my three colleagues as well. And it's... Um, there's, there's just a, so much information, oh, awesome. so much great information from those guys. Okay. And, um, I will also share some information in the show notes. Like I'll share some of those videos I did so you can a, get an idea of how to do a video well with LinkedIn, but also, you know, be educated on the hashtags, uh, communities. And I also did one, uh, just short little video on how to become an influencer on LinkedIn. So I'll share that one, uh, with you as well. And oh, you can great. always, just yeah. email me, Vivica at Vengresso.com. Um, I'm very old school, so I'm more than happy to answer an email anytime it comes along. Oh, thank you so much. And uh, What are the three pearls of wisdom you want to leave our audience with today? Yeah. So I think, you know, just to, to one, one pearl from each area that I think is important is um, don't be afraid to use LinkedIn to reflect the, 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 the expert that you want to be or the expert mm-hmm. that you are, but mm-hmm. don't play little old me. Um, that drives me more nuts than anything else. I've got clients who are really powerful women and even some of them do the little old me thing. So don't do little old me. You are a powerful, strong woman. Claim that expertise on LinkedIn. Use Is there something people. specific around that that... that- that feels little old me. Um, yeah, like. a lot of, yeah, yeah. So, um, a lot of, uh, a lot of the women, um, who, who, who play the little old me card, um, 
oh, well, I don't want to talk about myself so much because I don't want to brag. Um, and so right. they're not using recommendations. They're not using skills and endorsements. And they're not talking about their wins um, in the summary and the experience section. And you should. They're not adding media that showcases how awesome and brilliant they are. Awesome. And they should be. Yeah. Um, if you've yeah, been yeah. interviewed by CNN, if you've been interviewed by Fast Company, if you've been interviewed by, you know, whoever, by Cami, then put that interview on your profile, ladies, um, nice. gentlemen, but, but I'm talking to ladies right now. Right. Um, that is so key. They're like, oh, I couldn't possibly do video. I'm so fat. Um, you know what? You know, none of us <laughs> get over it, right? Get over it. Like, uh, yeah, just just get over it. And by the way, Zoom has a filter called Touch Up My Appearance, and it'll it'll change your life. So <laughs> I'm gonna find that. I haven't found that one yet. It's in, yeah, if you go into Zoom and go into Preferences and go into, I, I want to say it's Video. Um, I'll send you the link. Okay. Uh, yeah, no, it's like the best ever. Um, because, you know, while we all want to look good, any help that we can get, it's, uh, it's in the, uh, vi- yeah, it's in the video link and then it's touch up my appearance. Um, you know, um, we're, they don't, they don't, they don't write, they don't share their stories. They don't use updates. They don't think people want to hear from them. And yet they run these multi-million dollar businesses. <laughs> like, yeah. ah, I don't get this. Such a disconnect. Right. Um, they don't feel, they don't connect with their communities on LinkedIn. And so all of those things um, can really make a difference. And so those are my three pearls. Well, it's more like 18 pearls of wisdom, but there you go. <laughs> well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> I totally appreciate it. So um, I appreciate you being here with us today. And I'm going to see you on Friday at Social Media Day Denver. Oh, that's right. Yay. I, I can't wait. I know. I know. I'm really looking forward to it. I do not do enough locally. And um, that's my bad. I need to do more because there's such, such, such cool people, including your, you yourself in the Denver area. Oh, well, thank you. And thank you for your time today. I appreciate it. Absolutely. My pleasure. I'll see you Friday. Yeah, see you Friday. Cool. I hope you liked this episode of Extraordinary Women Radio. If you did, please share this podcast with your own special tribe of women and help spread the love, the dreams, and the inspiration. Are you thinking about making the next bold move in your life? I invite you to take the Your Next Bold Move quiz at CammieGellner.com to find out how you can jumpstart a passionate and meaningful next chapter. You may also enjoy my book, Fire Dancer, Your Spiral Journey to a Life of Passion and Purpose, which is available on Amazon. In Fire Dancer, you will become intimately connected to your heart's calling and build the courage and resiliency to ignite your what's next. I'd love to hear from you on any of my social media channels. I'm on both Facebook and Twitter, and the links are available on my website. Till next time, my friend, listen to your heart, follow your dreams, and be you.